Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use. All I'm telling you is we've got so much to cover, so little time, ladies and gentlemen. It is just crazy. This is the broadcast for October the 24th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two with a goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so in the traditions of our family, founding fathers. Yes, indeed, the blueprint for liberty makes sense for America, folks. It always has and always will. Why attack the plan? You got the <laughs> whacked out um, folks that want to go ahead and uh, have a con-con or a convention of states. They just keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. They're well-funded, ladies and gentlemen. They couldn't be more wrong on the topic. We don't need to revisit the Constitution and try to rewrite a better mousetrap. What we need to do is apply the one we've got. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Dr. Scott Bradley's in the house, and he's with me now. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Well, I am grateful to be here as always, Sam, and it's good to hear your voice and uh, maybe uh, speak a few words on behalf of the cause of liberty. You know, uh, I mean, there's so many things. Talk, you brought up the con-con immediately, but, uh, I mean, here's one thing that we might not just, I'll just toss it out and see if it's interesting to you, the 24th of October today marks the anniversary of the entry into the United Nations Charter back in 1945. Uh, a charter that is uh, basically planned tyranny. It has been, I mean, when I was a kid, honestly, and I, again, I don't want to get distracted from your plan today, but holy Hannah, when I was a kid, we got these things called weekly readers. That insult to injury, the parents were browbeat into buying this little scurrilous rag every uh, week, and they handed them out, and it was kind of a respite from some of the arduous tasks of doing math and stuff like that when I was a kid. But, um, <clears throat> boy, they were just a, uh, well, it was a paid political announcement for the United Nations and what wonderful they were, the glass great hope and yada, yada, yada. My generation was immersed in this, and the United Nations continues their uh, drag on liberty. And, I mean, drag, yeah, there's another topic. But at any rate, uh, no, they uh, they have received a lot of accolades from a lot of institutions, and, and uh, they get a lot of trumpet blowing and everything like that. But their charter really literally is, is a charter of war. It's, uh, it's something that's pulling this nation down as as fast as they can, and certainly all over the world they have done it, uh, this globalist perspective. And, and I just, I don't know, I couldn't let this introductory thing go without mentioning that uh, it is the anniversary in 1945 of uh, when their charter went into force. And uh, holy cow, we have, we have fallen forward. Because of them, I don't know as we've ever had a day of peace in my lifetime. You know, I'm in my 70s, and I uh, it's, it's definitely not a charter of peace. It's a charter of war. Regional arrangements, regional military arrangements, little regional economic arrangements, arrangements that say that they have sovereignty over other nations in spite of the fact that we know that that's not the case in our nation for sure. And I'm just so disheartened that we continue to foster the drivel that they've been feeding my entire life. 
you'd think I would be fully immersed and enthusiastic about it based upon the way they've tried to spray me down with their inoculation against freedom. But holy cow, bad, bad, bad. Anyway, Sam, I'm sorry to distract you. We can go back to the con-con if you want. Always a favorite topic to try and debunk. Uh, we can talk about all sorts of crazy things. But what's on your mind today, my man? Well, let's talk a little bit more about this, what, United Nations deal, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm let's let's talk that. more about it. And, 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 and Let's just kind of give people kind of the summary of the history first, Doctor. Well, I mean, it's a it's a tawdry history, honestly. Um, this uh, and to do so, we really, I mean, I could go back a lot further than this, but we need to go back to World War One. World War One, Woodrow Wilson and his cronies, like the Dulles brothers and so on, that went to Europe with the idea of putting together a fourteen fourteen point plan for the treaty to end World War One, um, and they they wrote into the Versailles Treaty, which was one of the most disastrous treaties in all of history. It, it led absolutely unequivocally, without any doubt, to World War II. Uh, they, they wove into that Versailles Treaty, which needed to be uh, ratified here in the United States, according to our Constitution, but they wove into there the League of Nations, which was the charter for a world government. And there were a few, a handful, of uh, American senators that said over our dead bodies, we're not going to do this, and they were called the incorrigibles, and and they said, nope, we're not going to do this, and oh man, uh, so the United States was the kingpin, as it always is. If they can make the United States fall, the whole nation is going to just you know tumble. Uh, Woodrow Wilson ended up having a meltdown, a stroke, or something like that. Went catatonic. His wife ran the country for a while and didn't tell anybody. But a guy by the uh, name of uh, Edward Mandel. Hold on. House. By the way, that is absolutely criminally unconstitutional, I might add. There's no question about it. But Edward Mandel House and some of his cronies, the, the rich and famous of the day, uh, started an organization called the Council on Foreign Relations, which has become uh, a de facto administrative body of the United States government. But everybody since so... Oh, Hoover has immersed their administration, including Donald Trump's, um, in, in the Council on Foreign Relations as their kingpins in uh, administering this country. It's a, it's a globalist-focused organization. It's supposed to educate the United States into a, a global government, and they use the, the powerful, influential heads of uh, different large corporations and government agencies and so on to foster this constantly. So the Council on Foreign Relations has been working since like 100 years ago in trying to drag this nation down. Well, World War II had to be brought about with all of the isms of the 20s and 30s, including the isms that FDR implemented here. And so here we are now, you're saying, where did this come from? Well, fairly early in World War II, they started calling the Allies the United Nations. And there was an effort made to foster a charter that they claimed would would uh, prevent future conflagrations like World War II. And so they uh, they were blowing on these embers to get a, uh, a bonfire going about the United Nations. And so they were writing this charter all along, and they, they put two communists at the head of it. One of them was a Soviet communist, and the other one was a, an American communist named Alger Hiss 
to sit as the chair as this thing was brought together in San Francisco in 1945. Again, they'd been using the term United Nations um, to kind of build on the movement of it and everything. So at any rate, if you have not read the United Nations Charter, you need to. You need to read it with your eyes open. Uh, on the surface, you might say, well, it looks like a, 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 you know, in the United States Constitution in a sense, but nothing could be further from the truth. The United States Constitution is absolutely a limited government with checks and balances, separation of powers, all those things we talk about so much on your program. But the United Nations takes the perspective governments can do anything they want because they have the power. And so it, it really is a, uh, an undertow. And now this guy named Truman that was sitting as president, uh, another imposter, but uh, at any rate, uh, when, when this thing happened in, in Korea, and oh, just very fortuitously, the Russians were boycotting the Security Council at the time. So the Security Council said, oh, the United Nations is going to come in against North Korea. Well, the Truman said, I don't need a declaration of war. No, we, we don't need that. The treater says that the United Nations Treaty says if a war happens and, and the United Nations says stand tall and go to war, we've got to do it. Now, that's a flat-out dastardly lie. But uh, anyway, we did that. Hold and, on. Uh, Not only is it a flat-out dastardly lie, I submit to you that it's treason. It is. We're going to no claim question. war and to mandate war and to pretend there's authorization for war when none of those things are true is literally treasonous. There's no um, question. To the whole country, sir. Let's. I mean, let's well, be very clear. Uh, you know, treason has a very limited definition or very narrow yes. definition. Uh, but this, I mean, it's not even debatable. This qualifies, right? Well, I, I believe it does, and it certainly qualifies for uh, excommunication, if you will, from the presidency through the uh, process that that we can bring impeachment and, and remove from office because the president violated his oath of office to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. And then he was supposed to carry out the laws carefully and so on. Well, th it didn't end with Truman. I mean, Eisenhower came on the scene. He spent his whole eight years. I mean, I am not kidding one bit with his Secretary of State, um, uh, John Foster Dulles, who was one of the Dulles brothers that was involved in 1916 on with trying to blow on the embers and bring about a world government. His brother, by the way, Alan Dulles, was the, was the head of the CIA. So here we have these globalists in Eisenhower's administration uh, working on bringing about a global government. And Eisenhower spent his eight years trying to convince um, the uh, the nation that if the treaty said any treaty doesn't mean the United Nations only NATO treaty was enforced by then 1949 any treaty that said uh, we go to war uh, if uh, and and that that's in uh, complete abandonment of the Constitution he tried to convince the nation that any of these globalist treaties uh, took precedence over the Constitution in fact there was a guy by the name of Bricker he was a senator I believe he's from Ohio. He spent eight years of Eisenhower's administration trying to uh, get a Bricker Amendment put through that would clarify that and make sure it didn't happen. And Eisenhower fought that. Sounds Hang like tight. We've got more on this, ladies and gentlemen, as the broadcast unfolds. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live on your favorite news the networks refuse to use radio station.
Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So here's the headline I wrote for this thing. Criminal unconstitutional activity continues 77 years later. It was on the 24th of October, 1945, when the U.N. Charter was first implemented. It had signatories from the majority of the, quote, member countries, including the, quote, five permanent Security Council members. The agreement reached between these countries is what really led to the beginning of or the establishment of the United Nations. But the focus I want to highlight on is, look, this criminal activity, this unconstitutional criminal activity, ladies and gentlemen, has literally been going on for 77 long years. Uh, And no one really is speaking out much about it. You don't hear the Republicans talking about it. It's not a campaign issue. Uh, It's not something they've stood against or boldly uh, declared criminal activity as I am. Uh, But look, this violates the sovereignty of America. It violates the Constitution for the United States of America. Look, some charter out there that we agreed to has no uh, effect in law when compared to the supreme law. It should be null and void. Okay, this criminal activity has been literally going on for 77 years. Um, we lied. We, we pretend that we have to be the peacekeepers of the world. We're in perpetual wars ever since. There's no good that has come from this thing, from not only the manipulation into war in the name of peace, uh, but to abusing the family, the core of real uh, societal norms. The, the fundamental unit of society is violated and encroached on by this, quote, dishonest, immoral, criminal charter. Uh, have I spoken too harshly? Have I misstepped or mis, misclaimed here, doctor? 
Uh, no, in fact, I wonder why you're being so kind to them. I mean, honestly, this this charter we could not speak more powerfully against, and and uh, you cannot overstep that. I don't believe. I believe that um, every step of the way. I mean, we could take and de we could peel the onion, if you will, or deconstruct this thing every step of the way. The it it's a uh, it believes that um, abortion is a is a right and uh, wants to protect it. Their, their vaccination programs have been egregious across the world. Their efforts, if they will, to f provide food and, and uh, nutrition and so on are actually uh, assisting the move towards starvation and destruction. And we could take it every step of the way. They have, uh, let's, let's just take um, uh, the children issue. Uh, UNICEF, um, they've recently removed it. Uh, I can't find it anymore on their website. Uh, and so because there's probably been a such. Yeah, so hold on. So they have it up. They promote it as something like something that they're proud of until we call halt to the con game and tell the truth and put it in pro proper historical perspective. Then they take it down and they're afraid of their own shadow. That's well, how they play the dishonest game, folks. It is. And they have promoted in UNICEF. This is the group that's supposed to look out for children. The idea of age appropriate pornography, pornography, kids. We, that pornography destroys, destroys true love. It destroys family togetherness. It destroys a healthy relationship between men and women, and now between all sorts of crazy things. Anyway, um, if not fit for consumption on a, a family program. And, and they were promoting uh, age-appropriate pornography. Tell me what that is. It's just impossible. And and so and then they do these vaccines and their vaccine programs all over the world have I think it's it's arguable that they have spread further disease by so doing. They participate in uh, uh, vaccinations that actually literally have increased uh, polio within the world. Individuals, organizations that contribute to these things. Let's talk about food for a second. Just just for a second. Law of supply and demand. Let's say they say, oh, we need gobs of money to go help these people that are starving to death. And so uh, gobs of money is raised, and they're sent, and, and most of it probably doesn't reach down to where it should be. Most so of it goes to building the military hardware and military industrial complexes of those dictatorships around the world. It never gets to the people who truly need it. Yeah, they, they go to tin horn dictatorships, whatever. But here's the deal. Let's say they're actually delivering boxes of food to the end consumer. Okay, so in your, let's say, Somalia or East Africa or somewhere West Africa, I don't care, you pick a place. And in that place, boxes of food are being delivered to people that are hungry. Well, there's farmers in that area. And so you have shut down their market for being able to exchange with their fellow citizens. So what happens? The, the farmers go broke or they go out of business or they only grow f uh, groceries in the future for their family because there has been an external object of, of intervention that's happened there. And the people, and maybe the farmers even go on the dole. So they're down there standing in line waiting for the boxes of food to come in. But we've destroyed the production of food at the most basic level. And now those farmers are either starving to death, have no markets, they can't market their, I don't know, whatever it is, from coffee beans to wheat, I don't know, to carrots and other groceries. But, but uh, this effort to feed by uh, oh, a, a welfare state, if you will, administered by a globalist government, 
ends up further destroying and undermining. Uh, back years and years ago, this is many decades ago in the 60s, a good friend of mine and his family lived in Ethiopia, a breadbasket of Africa, truly a verdant land, a beautiful land. And and uh, his his stories about it were are absolutely captivating in terms of how wonderful it was there. And uh, what happens was the Marxist socialist regimes took over in Ethiopia. Now it's it's a desert. It's a, a wind-blown starvation center for people. Where before it was, uh, it the people worked together and they got their community going. Anyway, this thing about the United Nations has been a disaster. Oh, by the way, I might mention, you know, I, I do talk fast, I know, but if people are taking notes, they're going to have to keep up. Uh, <laughs> back in, you know, I told you about the uh, Eisenhower efforts to get the nation to be deceived into belief that a, a, an international agreement took precedence over the Constitution. And we could discuss that and deconstruct that at great length if you wanted to. But the fact of the matter is uh, there was a decision, one of the few good decisions made by the Warren Court in 1957. It was the Reed v. Covert decision. I wished we could take time to read every word of it. it. You'd be cheering all the way through. What it was was an international agreement. It was an executive agreement between the president and England about how something might be handled. And, um, and so the, the court uh, actually ultimately ruled on it after first ruling wrong. And... Um, and the court deconstructed beautifully the idea that had been fostered that an international agreement could overs override the Constitution. But it, they went further than what the case originally went. Originally, as I say, it was a, an executive agreement that the president had entered into. And, and they said, no, not only can this not happen, but a treaty cannot override the United States Constitution. It violates every constitutional principle and protocol we have. And and the the verbiage of it is just, it's cheer I'm going, oh my goodness, the Warren Court did something right. Anyway, so, so we have, you know, the Constitution itself, we have the words of the Founding Fathers, we have logic, reasoning, intelligence, so we even have a Supreme Court decision that debunks the idea the United Nations or any uh, you know, a NATO treaty, which NATO really is a subset of the United Nations. If you read their 1949 treaty, they subserve themselves completely to the United Nations. It is a military regional. In other words, it's the arm of war for the, quote, global unconstitutional body. It's it is. The, it's the war arm, if you will. It, it is one of the war arms. There are others. But all of these regional arrangements we enter to, and I mean, the, the Trump touted United States, Canada, Mexico agreement, absolutely a United Nations regional arrangement. The European Union, the um, any anything that 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 basically takes away international uh, independence from each other, sovereignty. You know, Article One, Section Eight it says specifically that Congress is to regulate commerce with foreign nations. Well, no, 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 no. With the US, USMCA this Canadian-Mexican agreement that Trump touted as, as such a wonderful thing? No, it, it doesn't let Congress regulate commerce with foreign nations. In that instance, and in any of these international uh, economic arrangements, it turns it over to an unelected body appointed by the executive branches of the independent nations who now regulate our commerce between Canada and Mexico, unconstitutionally. 
All it does is continue on the dishonest idea that we can circumvent the three branches of the United States government, that we can jettison the authority the American people delegated, and that we can somehow by force or by edict or by charter or whatever other term you want to use, that we can deceive ourselves into betraying our sovereignty. That's what we're talking about here. Donald was just as on board as everybody else. Well, he had his office, well, his executive branch through appointment, I, I'm not sure, but it, I'll bet you he had more CFR-type people, the Council on Foreign Relations people, in his administration than Obama had in his eight years. I mean, we've got to straighten this out, people. It's just disaster. The only way is to jettison that uh, interest, but if we do, will it be instant war? All I can tell you is we got to stand for what's right. The Winnie Roundtable Live continues with Dr. Scott Bradley in seconds. FreedomsRisingSun.com. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. An area of the country that has been particularly dry since the summer is likely to see some moisture this week. The same powerful storm bringing snow across much of the Rocky Mountains this past weekend is expected to emerge in the plains on Monday bringing a whole new set of hazards to the southern United States. Texas and Oklahoma on Monday will get some much-needed rainfall to the region. Inflation, food, gas prices, state-regulated abortions, border chaos, European war, multiple countries threatening the United States with nuclear weapons, those are some of the issues among the key drivers for this midterm election. It's report card time, and the Democrats have exclusive control of Washington for the last two years. If Republicans retake just one chamber, they can block President Biden's spending agenda for the remainder of his term and launch investigations into his administration and the Biden family's suspected criminal activities. Roughly 7,000 protesters denouncing Moldova's pro-Western leaders marched through ex-Soviet state's capital for the sixth consecutive Sunday and set up a new tent camp days after police cleared a similar encampment. Protesters decried steep price increases particularly for gas bought from Russia, as they demand new leadership. Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, has been trying for years to play the DC comic supervillain turned anti-hero Black Adam in a movie for years. These powers are not a gift, but a curse. Born out of rage. Black Adam had a $67 million opening weekend, as of Sunday morning, making it the best domestic opening for any Dwayne Johnson leading movie. It is rated PG-13. We are USA Radio News. You know, a lot of times you have to choose between something high quality or something that saves you money. But if you can get both, why not? Especially when it comes to health care. And that's MediShare. You get both. The typical family saves 500 bucks a month switching to MediShare. And that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. It's because MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge PPO network, so... 
Yeah, really. You could save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. If you're self-employed or part of the gig economy, or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Here is the number you need. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. All right, back with you live. Dr. Bradley Sam Bushman talking about the 77th year. I would to some degree call it the reign of terror, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. I kid you not, because we have literally been violating the Constitution for 77 years, literally relegating our sovereignty to a foreign, hostile, unauthorized power, unconstitutional criminal activity, continues for 77 long years uh, is the bottom line that I have on this thing. And you know what? We could go on about it forever. We wanted to highlight it because of the uh, 77th year today, October 24th, is the day that it was kind of um, agreed to via charter. Now, that's kind of an interesting way they used the term charter as well, Dr. Bradley, uh, because what the heck is a charter? related to our supreme law. That's an important point to understand here, folks. Well, you know, I I often personally, I call our United States Constitution a charter. It it is kind of the official legal status. It certainly is a constitution. You you can, a charter kind of maybe undermines or even uh, discounts a little bit the the, uh, denomination as as a constitution. But we need to understand that the United States Constitution is the supreme law of the land. I mean, it states specifically in that all who ratified that, all who uh, agreed to join the nation, uh, hold it in such, all who take office, take an oath of allegiance to uphold it, uh, it does take precedence. It's superior to, it's preeminent, it's paramount if you want to, I mean, I don't know, all the descriptors you want to use on it. But it's paramount to every other governance charter. Of course, we our allegiance runs through that to God. So don't don't get me misunderstood uh, as as someone that would put it before God before, and and it literally is based upon God's word. And we can discuss that at great length if you wish. But the United Nations Charter uh, was designed, uh, I think, in many ways to sound similar the United States Constitution, but it really is a, uh, a full power, full-throated, a new uh, world government that is where it's supposed to go uh, ultimately and finally. Its uh, initiators and its instigators were all globalists, and, and like I say, we had two chairs of the committee that put it together that were both communists. Alger Hiss, although... Uh, called an American, was absolutely a communist-aligned individual. So it has a communist philosophy at its basis. And it really hasn't brought about this great hopeful peace. It hasn't brought about a, a better world. It's, I, I have been to the United Nations. I have sat in their General Assembly. I have listened to the discussions and debates. and the. It really is, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to pick out any particular family, but let's say a husband and wife have difficulty uh, to bring it to the neighborhood council is the wrong thing to do. Uh, the, the husband and the wife don't need to air all their differences in front of a 
a whole council where people pick sides and throw spit wads or hand grenades, I don't know what, at each other. But, but that's just basically where it does. It's a bickering. I have been utterly shocked at what I have personally heard as I've sat in the United Nations and listened to the discussions that happen. It, it, it just really is a, um, it's a facade of everything they claim to be, and they've really made matters worse, and they're, think, they're thinking they're going to have some real inroads to overthrow our Constitution. I mean, you look at what uh, Biden's recently talked about. He's kind of resurrected the SPPA, the Security and Prosperity Partnership of Canada and Mexico, and the, the North American Union, the NAU, that we worked so hard to subvert <laughs> during the Bush administration. But Biden is making noises like that again. You know, yeah, we ought to join together. We'll all be better off if we put Canada, Mexico, and the United States together. Oh, yeah, the drug cartels are running Mexico, for crying out loud. The Trudeau guy, the new little socialist that's been raised in the tradition of the Klaus Schwab uh, World Economic Forum and, and his draconian efforts to undermine Canada, whether it's well, from and, and firearms. Well, is Canada or, really just, just a uh, kind of a province of <laughs> uh, King George's continuation, if you will? Well, and I think be it's clear. worse. In a way, it, it's worse you know, because... It's, 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 but, but the point is, it doesn't have its own sovereignty. No. Uh, and even if it did, uh, we don't need to give up our sovereignty on the altar of people to, who don't understand our Christian values, our way of life, our belief systems, our fundamental understanding of that government is, is derived by good, honest, wise people. Uh, in other words, it's a necessary evil, and it derives its just power from the consent of the governed. These fundamental understandings of turning to God, not government, realizing that government's an, a necessary evil, uh, understanding these limitations and chaining down uh, these bureaucrats with the Constitution. See, none of these other countries understand that. Uh, Canada's tie to Britain won't allow it to, to really uh, double down in favor of these principles or ideas at all. And, and the Mexican historical reality doesn't match that one iota. No. In fact, Mexico traditionally had a revolution almost every year. And I know you could say, oh, no, it was every two years or whatever. But the fact of the matter is the cartels are very much in sway in Mexico, the drug cartels. It's, it's a criminal endeavor. And, and in Canada, it's a criminal endeavor also. I mean, the, the way Trudeau ran his COVID response, for example, the way he's done his uh, violation of the right to keep and bear arms, I mean, the guy is a putz. He's a twerp. And, and he's, he's no more fit to govern than the, uh, the Paris Commune was fit to govern after the Franco-Prussian War in Europe. These guys that currently hold power, I mean, you can look at, I mean, all over the world, What's happening? The Wicked Witch of the South Pacific and what she did in New Zealand. These people ru rule with an iron fist. And that is not what governance is in, in liberty. And, and you need to, we all need to understand that if we merged, as Biden has been nibbling around the edges lately, and as George W. Bush did before, and George H. W. Bush with his, you know, New World Order speeches and everything, people... We have this magnificent charter of liberty, if you will, this constitution, God-ordained, brought forth at great cost, based upon principles of individual God-given rights. And, and, yeah, okay, we can talk about it. If Canada wanted to join the United States under the United States Constitution, we could talk about it. 
but it would take a real mindset change. Now, <clears throat> not so much from Western Canadians, I don't think. Not only would it take a real mindset change, but it would take an absolute public declaration of independence from Britain. Yes, there's. It, they would it, have. It, to it would go literally about, take a war to make happen, folks. <clears throat> well, wicked kings just don't go away, and in spite That's of the smiley faces, uh, they usually have to be overthrown. But uh, I don't know. I, I you know what, Sam? When when you came on the air. And you said the 24th of October. I thought, oh, 24th of October, that's the anniversary of the, I mean, yes, this sir. was totally off the chart. But I think that it's a subject that probably will get very little exposure today in spite it will, of the It will by risk. us. Now, let me throw a couple of things into the mix that I think are relevant that relate to. We, I, I was uh, on the radio with Chris Carlson on Saturday. And we talked about several things that I think are related to this, and I want to highlight them. And then I want to highlight a couple of vaccine headlines I just got that are actually uh, good news. More and more people are standing up, which is, which is good news. But we talked about this Tony Bobulinski's interview with Tucker Carlson, and it confirmed allegations made by FBI whistleblowers. That, you know what, they suppressed the investigation into Hunter Biden's laptop as FBI officials worried that the bureau would cost Joe Biden the 2020 election. Should the American people learn the truth about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden? So they, the FBI literally tampered with the election. And Tony Bobulinski's interview highlights this fact. Also, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg also told podcast host Joe Rogan, that FBI platform censored the news about the Hunter Biden laptop, falsely claiming it was disinformation when they knew full well that it was accurate and factual. Ladies and gentlemen, it looks like the FBI ran a coordinated operation to meddle in the 2020 election in favor of Joe Biden. Think about that reality check, ladies and gentlemen. All right, uh, we also talked about Loretta Lynn, and she uh, passed away country star we normally don't you you wow (laughs) eulogize celebrities but we talked about loretta lynn and you know what while they were promoting sex drugs and rock and roll at the music of her time she was talking about wife mother hard work her married life her priorities were her family she married at age 15 she did all this cool stuff anyway uh these artists in their day Loretta Lynn and everything talked about the importance of traditional marriage. They talked about hard work. They talked about a lot of good things, folks. Um, They weren't perfect, but they did a pretty good job. For example, Loretta Lynn was interviewed in 2020. She said, I'm still a Bible girl. I believe in traditional marriage. Anyway, I bring that all up because that's in contrast with what we're seeing today. But our elections are in jeopardy for 2022. And I'll tell you the latest scandal in a second on that in seconds on your radio. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. 
Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. All I'm telling you is I, I bring up this Loretta Lynn as contrast to what we're seeing today. The United Nations literally out of control for 77-plus years and continuing so. We also talked about this Yuri Bezivnov, uh, and he talked about the four stages of ideological, ideological subversion. Uh, it was in 1984 that he gave this incredible interview with G. Edward Griffin, uh, this guy, this Yuri, was a former propagandist with the KGB, but he defected to the United States. He says as long as the United States artificially keeps propping up communism and the Soviet system, it will prosper. Anyway, he explains that his, his deception was all lies. And he defected. He said they know too much and they wanted to literally gear up for war and kill people, and I couldn't stand it. I had to leave. He talks about the threat to the family as a control mechanism. He talks about alcohol and plying people with drugs as a control mechanism. He talked about this Look magazine, and he was involved with these journalists at Look magazine, the media being a control mechanism. Uh, very, very interesting uh, interview we covered. We played some sound bites about it. And he talks about revolutions are organized from above. There's no such thing as a grassroots revolution. The phony fall of the Soviet Union uh, was critical. Uh, then he talks about four stages of the ideological subversion. Only 15% of resources are devoted to spying, 85% to, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but basically criminal activity or these uh, psychological operations, right? It's just shocking what you really learn when you study all this stuff, folks. You just go, wow. Um 85% dedicated to psychological operations. Demoralization, destabilization, crisis, and normalization are the four stages that they go through. And it's interesting now they talk about the new normal. All right. He says we've got to have a national effort towards re-education, and we've got to stop aiding communism for the truth. Boy, is he right on that count. 
Anyway, that was a great interview that was last Saturday, two days ago, available at libertyroundtable.com. We played a couple of segments from the interview, and Chris Carlson and I talked about it in detail. But now, uh, to highlight the election fraud, while a lot of these Republicans claim there's no election fraud, listen carefully. A Republican National Committee just sued. Google, over email spam filters, says the Associated Press. Why? Because they say, hey, they're subverting the Republican Party by uh, blocking their emails and filtering out their emails. Uh, Google says, no, we're not. We don't do that. We don't filter based on beliefs or based on party. Google contends that its algorithms are designated to be neutral, but a study released in March by North Carolina University found that Gmail was far more likely to block messages from conservatives than others. They literally uh, put from left-wing candidates, uh, let's see, how much? 10% of email from left-wing candidates into spam folders, while marking 77% from right-wing candidates as spam. Turns out Gmail rivals such as Microsoft and Yahoo were more likely to be friendly or kind to conservatives than Google. Um, This is what I mean. So this is what we're having gearing up for the 2022 midterms elections, folks. Uh, The Democrats are claiming uh, no problem. The Republicans, some are saying there's no election fraud. But the truth is when a Republican committee sues over this and when we have this study that documents this, uh, it's pretty evident that this is happening. The elections at stake is the point, Dr. Bradley. Well, you know, you've talked about so many different subjects over the last few minutes that uh, I'd love to go back to, but let's just talk about this one for a minute. Honestly, when something happens in politics, it was planned. That's an old adage. And, uh, you know, there's also another old adage, and it's very similar to this, lies, lies, and more darned lies. And and really, truthfully, um, the, the whole mess that we've got on our hands right now is, is very much putting at risk the, this republic. And, and you know, for years and years and years, you know I've been in this uh, freedom battle for many decades. And um, I've always told people that wanted to go to revolution, we, we can't right now. It's, it's just not appropriate. Uh, we've got two things the Founding Fathers didn't have in 1776. We've got the Constitution and we've got the vote. We had neither at that time. And my, my arguments on those are both getting a lot more thin. They really are. Um, the vote is being stolen from us, and, and really literally in a Republican stronghold like the state of Utah, and even in my county, which is probably would be considered by many to be the most Republican county, if, if it isn't the most, it's really highly ranking in the state of Utah. Uh, we adopted the, the 2020 election formula Decade, a decade ago, uh, we went to the um, uh, machines. We went to mail-in ballots. In fact, uh, even as we speak, we've got a disaster going on in our county because the ballots were, were mailed out uh, without a full disclosure on some issues, and people have voted without understanding a lot of things. I mean, here we say, oh, yeah, November 8th, that's the election. No. Weeks in advance of that, the ballots went out. Some people said, oh, I'm going to do my citizen's duty. 
And the minute it lands on their desk, they tear it open and they send in their ballot. And things are exposed sometimes in the last weeks of an election. And and in my county, then we cannot get our the, the people that quote-unquote lead the county, which is an establishment internal, you know, insiders kind of group, to do anything differently. But so, yeah, we're losing, we're losing the vote. They've been stealing votes for decades. Lyndon Johnson, he won 19, 1948 by, by uh, hook and by crook. And you know where history went from that. I mean, holy Hannah. So, yeah, um, that's a big problem. The Constitution has been set aside. Our elections are being stolen. We have uh, concerted efforts by institutions within the government, unconstitutional institutions like the FBI that are uh, playing favorites. You look at the high-tech companies that many of them have gotten uh, their start based upon some kind of uh, input from taxpayer dollars or at least favorable uh, legislation and so on, and, and they're participating in this. It's very disheartening, and we as a people have got to say, no, we're not going to do this anymore. Uh, those people we elect, we've got to vet them carefully. Uh, you know, I'm old enough that I I think about the sweet talk that leads to victory by many of the glad-handers that come in, and nothing changes. And we've got to do a better job. I can't tell you how many people have come to me, people I know very, very well, that are saying, how do we get rid of Mitt Romney, a senator in Utah? Well, you guys should have done your research. I mean, he was a chameleon that you could have told his color clear back in the early Yes, 1990s. that's all true, and I agree. But you know what? What they did was they circumvented the caucus system. The caucus rejected Mitt. And then they There's circumvented no the caucus, and big money basically put him in power, ignorance of the people, manipulation of the media – uh, to create that ignorance in the people. That's what's going on here. And so although I do hold Utahns responsible to the, for this to some degree, I realize that, you know what, the system, if it wasn't circumvented and manipulated, would have stopped Mitt. The Utah people would have stopped Mitt. Now we need to realize they've played us for suckers, and they've uh, literally destroyed a lot of the checks and balances that can, uh, you know, preserve uh, we the people. Anyway, enough on the elections. We'll keep talking about it as the broadcast <laughs> unfolds. I want to really highlight these vaccine things, though. A funeral director from New Zealand, his name is Brenton Faithful, says that 95% of the corpses he has been seeing have received a COVID-19 vaccine within two weeks of their passing away. Uh, The Epic Times reporting this. From the very moment these injections went into arms, the death rate soared beyond belief. They labeled them all as COVID deaths, but the reality is they were almost exclusively people who were vaccinated. Yeah, John Looney told the Epic Times. Now, John Looney uh, is working with Sanjay Verma and many other doctors. Um, He's a cardiologist practicing in California who has basically been seeing a dramatic increase in heart problems since the rollout of the vaccines. He says this, we know the spike protein is toxic to the blood vessels, causing, uh, I don't know how to say this, endophil dysfunction. The spike protein is also toxic to heart muscles, causing mitocardial injury. And there are also case reports of autopsies 
uh, creating uh, encephalitis inflammation of the brain, myocarditis, I think is how you say it, and vasculitis, all of which can cause death. Anyway, they go on. This guy has been working, this faithful guy has been working as a funeral director for 41 years and has been running his own mortuary for the last 26 years. He's been observing this. And he says it's obvious. People die within weeks of getting the vaccines. Oftentimes it's same day or day after. The body just cannot handle the injection. They die the same day or the following day. This is not a one-off case. This is the majority of cases that have come through my mortuary. And then Dr. Joseph Mercola speaks out, but I'll give you a chance to respond to this, and then I'll give you the good news at the end of the hour, doctor. I hope you got some good news. Holy cow. No, I, I mean, we could talk at length why so many are dying in New Zealand with the Wicked Witch of the South Pacific running the country and uh, what the draconian things were, but we could talk beyond that about what all of us, I mean, not all of us, but many of us that have been in a, a close association with this stuff have known from the very beginning over 31 months ago. But it's interesting. To, I mean, I'm going to take a little different spin on this because you've done a pretty good job showing how the, the morticians have uh, seen a vast increase in their business, the d- death rates and everything else like that. But I, I've, I've run into some things that are very interesting. And it's from an own personal perspective as well as uh, some of the news reports that are happening. Because i got grandkids that are in the dating game. And uh, the dating game has, d- has changed. There was a, uh, you know, a point in time when they said, oh, no, uh, if you don't have a vaccine, I'll never give you a kiss or whatever. You know, this is the, this is the spin that's being put on um, the stuff by the establishment and their efforts to get everybody jabbed. Uh, you know, their, their institutional stuff, safe and effective. Ha! Anybody that's done any examination of this at all know there's no justification for calling it safe or effective. There's no scientific evidence. There's been no test to that effect, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there's some interesting dynamics coming into the dating game where if people are, where if people have been vaccinated, people are saying, I'm not going to date you. And it goes way beyond just a date or a kiss. It's intimacy. And, and, and these people may become the pariah, the ones that have been vaccinated. It's just astounding to me. It's a sad tale to tell, but here's the good news at the end of the hour. Dr. Joseph Mercola Mercola is saying that a simple nasal wash reduces risk of COVID hospitalization. Listen, rinsing your nasal passages with a saline solution within 24 hours of a COVID-19 diagnosis could reduce your chances of being hospitalized by 8.5 fold. Why isn't your doctor telling you this? Why isn't the medical establishment telling you this? Well, we used to have on a guy from Clear, the CEO, talking about this. He's been sued by the FDA. Folks, they've gone about this criminally. We need to create accountability. Broadcasting live. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. 
This is the broadcast for October the 24th of the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, and we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. All right, we have two people on the round table now. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Welcome back, sir. Thanks for having me, Sam. Good to be with you. And Lowell will take part in this incredible interview. We have a special guest. Her name is Dr. Carrie Madej. Uh, she's an osteopathic and internal medicine expert. She's originally from Dearborn, Michigan. She received her medical degree from Kansas City University of Medical Biosciences in 2001. She wants to practice the truth in medicine. Imagine that. CarrieMaday.com is her website. She currently dedicates her time and energy to educating all of us on vaccines and human rights. She speaks all across the country. And best of all, she will be at the Red Pill Expo coming up on November the 12th and 13th in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, Dr. Maday, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me join you. All right, catch me up then. When did you kind of uh, get this understanding? Because it's very rare for a physician um, to have a great love for humanity and understand the sacredness of life, to look to Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, you, you, you talk about God, you talk about medicine, you talk about the natural uh, body has the ability to heal itself. These aren't common traits of a physician, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, not anymore. But um, I had some—I went to a really good school where we believe that the body has the inherent ability to heal itself um, and that we should really be teachers of health and look for the causes of what is making someone sick instead of just treating the symptoms. So I had really good training, but then also I, I, I'm really a, a detective. I like to investigate. And so I questioned things, and over my training, I found out different things uh, that were quite surprising. Uh, for instance, Pfizer uh, knew through their studies that many people get blockages in the arteries of their hearts and even strokes from dental bacteria, pathogenic dental bacteria. And they hid that knowledge, and the universities and the, the schools associated with the program of seeing this because they were treating dental blockages with an, an antibiotic called azithromycin for a long time, maybe four to six months. And, and they were seeing the blockages regress. And they were happy. They were like, oh, we can make money on this. But then when the blockages disappeared, that was when the study was stopped. And we were told, do not tell anybody. You'll never work again. Because what will we do for a living? Again, it's about money. If, if people know that there could be a cure for anything. And this is just one of many examples um, that I have of that. So, and I, over the, my career, I was also, I, I went to world Congress meetings, scientific meetings, and actually even a business owners meeting in Metro Atlanta, where they discussed other technologies that we're now facing at this very moment in time. So I, for me, my personal belief is God is first. I answer to God first no matter what the rules and regulations say, because life comes first, sacredness of life. And uh, so that's, that's how I live my life. 
All right, last hour, Dr. Bidet, we mentioned this a little bit, but I want to dig into it a little bit more with you. And then, of course, we'll have a little Nelson chime in here in just a second. Uh, but a, we're starting to find out the truth about vaccines, sadly, from funeral directors. So a funeral director from New Zealand, guy's name is Branton or Brenton Faithful, he says that 95% of the corpses he has been seeing has received a COVID-19 vaccine within two weeks of their passing away. Uh, the Epic Times has this piece, uh, and he talks about from the very moment that these injections went into arms, the death rate soared beyond belief. Uh, he says they they admitted they were uh, COVID deaths, but they didn't really highlight or admit that almost all of them were among people who had taken the vaccines. Now we're starting to see doctors and funeral directors team up and tell the truth, but they're all getting shut down. Dr. Madej. Yes, um, it's, it's quite sad. I'm not surprised by this because if you look at the ingredients of these shots, these are experimental technologies never before used on humanity until right now. And when you look at the animal studies, the small animal studies they did in, in, um, on these kinds of injections in the animals, they had terrible results. So I don't understand how they thought they would have good results in, in the human population. And when I knew that they were using technologies where they were um, manipulating genetics and also manipulating genetics through something called nanotechnology, um, I was very upset because I've attended meetings where they discussed using this. And to me, it is, it goes against uh, the creation of God. And also, they're not giving informed consent. They're not telling people properly what they're giving them. They're not even giving them the insert to show what the ingredients are. They're not educating the doctors or the nurses about what they're injecting inside people. Doctors and nurses, for the most part, have absolutely no idea what this stuff is. You have to do your own research. You have to take extra courses in genetics. You have to take uh, you know, special classes in nanotechnology, which, you know, very few people do. So, you know, this is, to me, it's a great deceit that's being launched on humanity, the greatest experimentation of all time, um, a lack of the sacredness of life, of course. We have the VAERS database, which is the CDC's gold standard of looking at what is happening when we give a vaccine to somebody. What, what is what are the side effects? What's happening? And we're up to almost 40,000 deaths directly that our own government admits from the side effects of the vaccine. And we know that's an underestimation. They can times that by one to, by times it by, I'm sorry, 10 to 100 times. Um, over 1.5 million adverse events from these shots alone. And to let your listeners know, to put that in um, correlation with what we would do normally, Back in 1976, when the swine flu vaccine was launched prematurely, we had between 25 and 35 deaths, not 40,000, 25 and 35 deaths. And our government put a stop to that campaign and apologized to the public that they rushed it, that, you know, those were too many deaths. But here we go to 40,000. It, it appears that there is no number that is enough to stop this campaign. And so I just think that we've we really come to a sad state of affairs when the sacredness of a human life is not being acknowledged. And 
and our fertility is being affected too, you know, over 800% miscarriage rate in, in women who are getting these injections. Lowell, do you want to chime in here? I do. I want to highlight the, uh, you know, the divinity of our own uh, bodies, really. Uh, uh, uh oh, we might have lost Lowell. We'll get him back. What Lowell was saying, just to carry on with this real quick, uh, is this. Um, Dr. Madej believes that the body, mind, and spirit are equally important in achieving wellness and that the balanced body literally has the inherent ability to heal itself. And she believes that a physician has the responsibility to be a teacher of health to the patient as well as helping to identify the causes of uh, disease in order to have an optimal body experience. You believe that the body can heal itself. We've just got to help it do that. That's the point Lowell was making. We'll get him back. Uh, but go ahead, Dr. Madej. Oh, go ahead, Lowell. I, I summarized your point. Go ahead, sir. Okay, thank you. Um, right, each, each one of us has been uh, given an immune system that is uh, fully capable of overcoming the millions of pathogens we encounter every day. Um, and so I'm a person that is not excited about any vaccine or, or vaccination because that, in my opinion, circumvents the natural defenses of the human body and injects directly into the bloodstream or the tissues of the body those things, those, those foreign elements, you know. And so I, I was hoping you would comment on, on that. Uh, am, am, is this not the correct approach uh, to the way to think about the human body and the immune system God gave us? Oh, absolutely. We have all kinds of amazing things in our body, like something called natural killer cells that are always surveying the body. They can kill cancer cells immediately. In fact, we always, all of us get cancer cells and our body knows how to take care of them. Um, if we understand how our body works and we help make sure that it's at its optimal function, well then um, our bodies work great. We can take care of a lot of problems. But when we introduce things foreign to the body, like these COVID shots, which are designed to suppress the immune system. Again, I'll say that again, they're designed to suppress your immune system because they have to trick the body into accepting this foreign material and our immune system will fight it. And so they have to purposely suppress it. Well, think about that. If we're suppressing our natural defenses, what do you think is going to happen? Well, things that we're seeing already, increase of cancers and autoimmune diseases and all kinds of things. I mean, we can't, we can't just stop the way our body works. All right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Lowell Nelson's on your radio, along with our esteemed guest. We're talking to Dr. Carrie Madej. CarrieMadej.com is her website. We've got a whole lot more in seconds on your radio. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As 
as you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking with Dr. Madej, Dr. Carrie Madej. And so, Carrie, that is a wonderful response to my question. I think uh, this uh, marvelous body that we have, the marvelous immune system that we have. Um, you mentioned something that um, caught me a little bit by surprise, and that is that the COVID shots were intended, I mean, they have to suppress the immune system in order to allow, so that the body can, can uh you know, take in these foreign particles. But, but, you know, most vaccines are, you know, contain adjuvants, which are supposed to artificially stimulate the immune system. So is that a fundamental difference between the COVID clot shot and the vaccines which uh, came along in prior years? Uh, it is one of the differences, there's many differences, though. So they had to, when you have something called the messenger RNA, so they're putting genetic material, a code inside the human body, and the idea is to get the person to, to accept the code into their cell, and then the body starts making what the code is telling, like a recipe, it's making that protein for, you know, instead of just directly giving the protein. Well, the problem with giving a code like that, our body sees the code and sees it as foreign and destroys it immediately when it's injected. So the way they had to get this to be accepted by our body was to put it in the nanolipid envelope. This, this again, this is a synthetic nanotechnology. It's experimental. When it's enveloped in that, it actually acts as uh, it suppresses the immune checkpoints in the body. In the beginning of this, I and my colleagues asked, how long does this last? And the answer was from the drug manufacturers, well, it will burn itself out. I, that is not a scientific answer at all. That's not a good answer. And so we found that there's more than one way. There are many ways that it suppresses the immune checkpoint. So this is very uh, disturbing because, again, we don't have any really long-term studies to show what's happening. The people right now are the guinea pigs of this. 
And you're right, in the past we would have the actual virus that we're trying to protect people from. And then to make sure that the immune system reacts, we put the adjuvants, which are inflammatory to the body. This is completely different. There is no virus in these vials that they're trying to protect you from. They have a code that they are programming your body to make this protein. So they're actually making you make a spike protein, part of this viral particle. This is what they say. So you're actually producing this. And they said, oh, it's okay. It's just enough for your body to, to look at it and to know how to respond. Well, and they told us it was benign, but they backtracked recently. And now we know that the spike protein that the people are produced or being programmed to make is actually uh, causes inflammation on its own. Now, so, Dr. Bidet, let me chime in for a quick second, though. They've backtracked publicly to the people through the media by force. So they tried to cover this up and bury it and not let us get the information for 75 plus years. Uh, and then uh, people went berserk and sued and forced and the courts then uh, did the right thing and said, no, you will release it. These 55, whatever it is, thousand pages a month that they're releasing has got this data in it. So they didn't really backtrack like willing to, oh my gosh, we didn't realize this. They knew, buried it, covered it up and got caught, doctor. A hundred percent. And you know, in the early stages of, of their experiment, I was looking at some of the raw data from both Pfizer and Moderna, and what really disturbed me is that they would lose, in quotation, you know, two-thirds of their patients sometimes in the studies, meaning they just don't know what happened to them. That never happens in a study before. We would throw the whole study out. We would stop it. We would not allow it to go on. I just want people to know that this is the first time in history that we've just thrown all scientific methodology out the window and have allowed them to, and then they published a paper and they just omitted the fact that there were two thirds of the people that were missing. They just pretended like they never existed in the first place. I mean, this is just, this is just deceit and lies and misleading the doctors and the public. So we're, we're, we're talking deep, Nuremberg we're really, stuff, right? These are war crimes, absolutely. And when you're looking at the counts that we're looking at right now, I mean, this is, this, to me, this is genocide. Well, well I have a follow-up question that I have for you is, uh, do they, have they introduced placebos as well? I mean, there's certain lots. Uh, there's a website called uh, howbad.info, for example. Howbad.info is a website whereon the various researchers are documenting the lot numbers of the COVID clot shots which have produced adverse effects. I didn't know about this until about a year ago, at 10 months ago, when uh, a couple of my own grandchildren got the clot shots uh, and were not adversely affected, but the, the, their younger sibling was. She had a um, an epileptic uh, a seizure following the administration of the clot shot, and uh, I traced the lot number of that back to this website, and it was a bad lot. Whereas the other two uh, grandchildren that did that got this, the the clot shot, they had no adverse effects. But I also could not see on that website that their lot number was a bad lot. So is is it the case that uh, they Produced a, a bunch of, 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 you know, the real, the real thing, the real clot shots, which are are bad, and then also um, intermixed with them placebos, so 
that the you know we could have a, a vast majority of our public uh, who received the clot shot they could say well it didn't affect me badly you know no adverse event here nothing to see here and and thereby induce the rest of the public body to you know feel feel okay about taking the clot shot yes there's it, it appears there are placebos um because technically when you're in a stage four research experiment which this is you need placebos anyway because it's officially a stage four research experiment uh, in addition i actually observed uh, all three manufacturers, the vials, Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson, from three different states, from three or four different time periods, um, under just a compound microscope. And what I was observing um, was that I felt that each vial, or each batch, I should say, was different. It, it wasn't uniform. So this is, again, not medicine, good medicine or good science. That means people are getting different things. And if this is not just my opinion, um, there are people from around the world that are observing the vials and seeing things that we've never seen before in vaccines, um, evidence of superconducting material, um, of course, uh, organisms occasionally. But again, they're not, in, they're not uniform. So some vials, not much to see at all. So I would say that would look like a placebo. And then others, yeah. I mean, this is, but Dr. Madea, if you're having people, if you're having people by force go get vaccinated to keep their jobs, and then you give them a placebo, and you know they're not even really vaccinated, even though they can run around and act and claim like they are, that alone is criminal activity. Of course it is. We, I mean, you can't describe this any other way than war crimes against humanity. So, um, you know, the people need to start becoming more unified and voicing their opinion and above all we need to bring god back into this right because i think we've got ourselves in this mess by separating god from everything in our lives separating god from schools the government ourselves our homes sometimes the churches because when you do that people seem to not have a lot of accountability or responsibility right we brought god back into everything i, I feel that would change a lot Boy, howdy, is she spot on, Lowell? Boy, I say absolutely spot on. Another question I have for you, um, Doctor, is this. Uh, Sam and I have talked before on this show about the mosquitoes in Florida that were genetically modified uh, so that they could not reproduce. And um, that, that was a successful experiment, successful in that they were able to genetically modify, I, I believe it was a female mosquito, so that she could not reproduce, and, and thereby they cut down the number of mosquitoes in the Florida Keys, which had other bad effects on the ecosystem there, which we don't need to get into. But the point is the very fact that they were able to genetically modify mosquitoes, uh, the reproductive capabilities of mosquitoes, uh, introduces the idea, well, if they can do it to mosquitoes, they can do it to human beings as well. So what? Do you have any any? And, and before we have the doctor respond, because we're coming up on a break, Lowell, I want to just add to this, and then we'll come back and have Dr. Carrie Bidet respond to this. But sure. uh, not only can they do this in mosquitoes, they're doing this in humans. And the spike protein, as far as I understand, uh, they lied and said it didn't cross the blood-brain barrier. We now know that it does. They said that it didn't transmit through mother's milk. We know now that it does. Um, it, we can go on and on, but it affects every organ in the body adversely. They claimed it had no, uh, there were no problems with um, 
fertilization or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, now we're finding out that it does for men and women, it makes them infertile. The spike protein just wreaks havoc in every organ of the body. When we get back, Dr. Carrie Bidet will respond to this. And uh, CarrieBidet.com is her website. Liberty Roundtable Live continues in seconds on your radio. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A federal judge has ordered Dr. Anthony Fauci and Jen Psaki and other Biden officials be deposed as part of a lawsuit against the Biden administration. A court order from the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Louisiana concluded that Fauci's high-profile public comments have made him a key figure in the lawsuit from the attorneys general of Louisiana and Missouri. The original lawsuit claims the White House concluded with big tech social media companies to censor and suppress information on the Biden laptop findings, COVID-19 origins, and security of voting by mail during the pandemic. President Biden's open border policy has allowed 2.3 million illegal immigrants into the interior of the country. This number was released by the government late Friday and does not account for the people avoiding law enforcement at the border and sneaking in. This is the worst number in American history and continues to be the status quo for the Democrat president. Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs on Newsmax. 600,000, 800,000 unknown gotaways, the ones that we don't count because we just don't know how many are in that group or whatever. And that's the people that are the most dangerous because they don't want to be caught. They're the ones that are bringing in terrorists and criminal gang members, and they're the ones bringing in the, the drugs. President Trump has hired a legal firm to address the subpoena against him from the mostly partisan January 6th committee. Dillon Law Group, the firm already represents multiple witnesses targeted by the panel, including Michael Flynn. The committee formally served Trump with a subpoena on Friday and is seeking Trump's testimony for a deposition on November 14th. The World Series is set. The Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros will start the best of seven on Friday. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-568-2790. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems. And if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about 100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-568-2790. That's 800-568-2790. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Liberty Roundtable this bright morning. Sam Bushman and I, Lowell Nelson, are talking with Dr. Carrie Madej. 
And uh, Gary, I want to spell her website uh, so that our listeners can uh, can reach it. Uh, Carrie Madey uh, is uh, is all one word. Carrie is six characters. C A R R I E. Madey is five characters. M A D E J. That's M as in Mike. A is in Alpha. Delta Echo Juliet. M A D E J. CarrieMadey.com marvelous website, uh, Carrie. Now, before the break, we were just asking about fertility, um, and, and we, we talked about the mosquitoes in Florida that they rendered infertile. We talked about the spike proteins, what they do, how they damage fertility, and so uh, we, we just, uh, I'm, we're hoping that you can, can give us, um, you know, uh, your, your, your response to that, uh, you know, the, uh, the effects of the clot shots on, on fertility and perhaps other adverse effects in the body. Yes, um, I do want to back up and say that since 1972, our government, the World Health Organization, and the National Institute of Health have had a committee on forming vaccines solely for the purpose, they call them abortion or sterilization vaccines. You can still find data online about this. They they first launched some of them in the 80s. Um, The first vaccine that they used this for was the tetanus vaccine. Um, what they were doing is they put in the pregnancy hormone inside the vial. And so what would happen is that your body learns to attack any, anything inside the vial. That means when a woman became pregnant, the body would then falsely look at that as a foreign agent and attack an early pregnancy, and she wouldn't even know that she was pregnant. And the idea was it wouldn't be really obvious. It would happen over time with many different shots. Ergo, there, that's why you have many boosters. I was shocked to find this out. Of course, there's no admittance by our government for actually doing this in the U.S., but we do know for a fact in Africa, India, and the Latino countries that they have done this because they have found evidence of the pregnancy hormone inside the vials. No one's really analyzed the U.S. But if you look back in history, we've had a problem with fertility for a while. This is nothing new. People used to easily have 12, 16 kids, and all of a sudden over time, more and more infertility. And now it's really, it's really, so, so my point is we need to start looking at the history of vaccines from the very beginning because there's actually public documentation and our own government admittance of the reason and the intent behind some of them that were, we weren't told as doctors, we weren't told as people, right? Which again, this is, this is uh, terrible. So now you go to this current shot, which is not a vaccine. It does not fit the, the requirements of what a vaccine is. And you see these, these inflammatory little particles that the body's being programmed to produce. And now I think of them as sticky little Velcro part particles. They stick to different places. And they have an affinity for different places. So we know that they have an affinity for the inside of blood vessel walls, affinity for the heart, affinity for the ovaries, over 500 times affinity, it's almost targeted to the ovaries. So think about having these sticky Velcro-like particles that keep building up over time inside ovaries. I mean, you don't have to be a doctor or scientist to know that that's going to negatively affect fertility. And certainly IVF clinics and vitro fertilization clinics have said they have never seen such chromosomal abnormalities coming from uh, the people who have gotten the shots. I mean, we are really at a crossroads of the future of humanity as far as being able to reproduce, and this continues to go on in this manner. Um, this is this is very alarming. This is very shocking. Um, 
you know, this is this is being quieted down. People in the IVF clinics, are, when they try to say they're concerned that the ones that are working there, they're told to be quiet on, um, you know, don't say anything, don't report anything. Um, more and more people are having these surrogates that have not gotten a shot. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? It's going into the handmaid's tale kind of scenario. Um, I just think that we, the people, are the ones that really have the power because God gave us the right, then the Constitution, then the government entities, not the other way around. And so we need to remember what our role is right now and come together. And, and you know, in the Constitution, it says it is our duty to make the government anew when it is not upholding its responsibilities to the people. And I think it's clear that that is happening right now, not just in our country, but around the world. And, um, you know, like I said, this is, this is no longer medicine or science. We're dealing with, you know, this, this goes back to how the Nazis experimented on people, truly, in my opinion. Um, so I think that's what we have yeah, to do. Really, the point is it really dovetails into the eugenics movement, doesn't it? Well, look at Bill Gates' family history. It's all eugenics. You know, you got to just look at the person and look at the fruits, right? And you'll see who they serve. You'll see what their motivations are. And people have to ask themselves, why are all the big tech giants involved on something that is supposed to be a vaccine? Why are they making tons of money off of this? And if you look at their family histories, you'll see, you know, that they've been into eugenics. They don't believe that everybody should be living, you know, prosperous lives. They believe that they should send out the herd. Um, we are giving, we're allowing these people to have power and the ability to uh, manipulate our health when what they stand for is not what our country was founded on, in my opinion. It doesn't stand for what I believe in. So we've, we've got to really look at who we trust in general. So uh, what, what is the danger, the risks to those of us who are not vaccinated of the transference uh, or the shedding, I guess, of spike proteins in people who have uh, gotten a clot shot. You know, mo most vaccines, uh, people who get vaccinated, you know, prior to the age of the clot shot, they would shed, you know, and it would affect the surrounding people. Is that same um, effect uh, uh, present uh, with the clot shots? And, you know, should I be worried, you know, giving uh, people a hug, uh, you know, uh, who, people who have had the clot shot? Yes, there is evidence of something called shedding as well as transmission, two different things. Um, people seem to be shedding what, whatever the spike protein is, um, which is an inflammatory particle, as well as a transmission because people have been uh, noted to have an increase of some uh, you know, those meters where you can look at radio frequency, EMF frequency. Well, the people that get the shots at least initially actually have a high reading, a very high reading. It's never happened before, but it's not surprising because we are using some nanotechnology. Um, it's almost like a, a liquefied uh, or an injectable kind of computing material. So that makes sense. And then it wears off over a while. Now, as far as being afraid of other people, I don't believe that. I believe in, you know, still hugging people and being around them. Intimate contact, though, we do know that that's an issue because people do seem to have a lot of symptoms when they have intimate contact with somebody 
who've been injected and they have not. We don't have an answer for everybody right now because we are still trying to gather knowledge about what's happening because, again, we're not allowed to know all the ingredients inside these shots. Yeah, it's and we're gathering information in a hostile environment, right, doctor? Yes, because big labs can't do these these research experiments. Their lab equipment is gone the next day. All the data is gone. And so it's only independent researchers like myself and a few others around the world that don't have any links or connections to any corporations or hospitals or anything like that that can actually look at these with our rudimentary equipment. So, you know, we're on our own, really, to see what's going on, and we're not getting help from anybody else. So... We're learning a little bit more and more as time goes on. But again, you know, we have this window of opportunity now. We know something's wrong. I think everybody sees that. We know they're using brand new technology that we're not familiar with. We're just starting to learn about it. And we know that a lot of people are getting hurt. So, I mean, at the very least, we should just, you know, do not comply and join together and just say no. There's power in the numbers. There's power in people doing that. Always has been. Always will be. We do that. Um, you know, this is, uh, these are war crimes. I'm going to say, I keep saying that over and over again, and it's up to the people to stop what's happening right now. But we do know fertility is being affected. And one thing I want to mention was that chromosome eight is being affected in these shots. So chromosome eight, eight is linked to fertility and intelligence. So again, we got another hit on fertility through the chromosome eight as well as through these spike proteins affecting the ovaries that we know of. And this is actually by even Pfizer and Moderna's research, too. They admit this. Um, and then also, again, the IVF clinics are mentioning that the chromosomal abnormalities in the eggs and the sperm are the highest rate they've ever seen before. They've never seen anything on this level before. And, of course, a baby can't form normally if they have bad chromosomal abnormalities. All right. Hang tight, Dr. Madej. Ladies and gentlemen, Karen Madej with us incredible research and information understand she'll be speaking at red pill expo coming up in november 12th and 13th in salt lake city you gotta go to that and hear her speech when we come back i want to know the future of this i'll set it up in a second when we come back but i want to know the future of these vaccines and what they've kind of done because they've jettisoned all scientific evidence why does the left lie constantly because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Isn't this great? Just the two of us. No work, no interruptions, no phone, no TV. Finally, we have a chance to just talk. I mean, how long has it been? Well, first of all, we should talk about your schedule. There are a few things that could use some adjusting, but overall, I think it's going all right. 
basically, I, I think we're doing a pretty good job of communicating, which is good. You're doing a really good job of letting me know how you feel about things. I just, I, I want to keep the, the lines open, if you know what I mean. Jerry? It's four o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? Oh, I was... <laughs> I was just giving Emily a bottle. Who are you talking to? Emily! She's only three weeks old. And she's asleep. I know. I was just practicing. Family, isn't it about time? Isn't this great? Just the three of us. No work, no interruptions, no phone. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Literally, dating apps are now using, ladies and gentlemen, a factor. Are you vaccinated? Yes or no? And uh, on one hand, people are rejecting dates uh, and involvement with those who are vaccinated. On the other hand, people are saying, hey, uh, if you're not vaccinated, that's a serious problem. Who will end up in the long run in the, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but worst seat over this is uh, debatable. Depends on how much propaganda is peddled. Uh, but I digress. I bring this up because it's very interesting when we talk to Dr. Carrie uh, Madej uh, about this issue. CarrieMadej.com, her website. She'll be at Red Pill Expo on November 12th and 13th. Uh, you can go to the Red Pill Expo in Salt Lake City uh, and learn more and listen to her speech and everything else. Uh, but, Doctor, uh, this to me is interesting. All kinds of phrases come to mind. Genie out of the bottle opening of Pandora's box, when they start to literally literally inject liquefied uh, machine, whatever you want to call it, computer code, and I don't know what you want to say, because now we're literally trying to program the body uh, with man-made, quote, concoctions at the same time manipulating genes and cells and uh, DNA and RNA. And, you know, we're getting, we are opening up a Pandora's box uh, in this eugenics movement like we have never seen before. We have literally declared the whole world as the experimental zone for literally anybody, anywhere, anytime virtually because you won't be able to stop it. Okay, a lot of these vaccinated people now around the world, you'll never be able to take this out of their body. You'll never be able to go back to quote, you know, reset or default God mode, so to speak. You're always going to be... So what's going to happen? What's the future of this? Are they going to literally... Um, Pedal uh, the destruction of your reproductive rights uh, in secret at first, but now come out and openly say, yeah, we have to because the population, we got to reduce the population. This has got to be. How, how in your faces is this going to become? How ubiquitous? What, what's going to happen with Pandora's box being opened? Give me kind of a thought well, process. I know, I know you don't know for a fact because who knows the future, but we have a good idea, right? Absolutely. It's overwhelming evidence that we are truly in a spiritual battle. And um, I've had the opportunity god put me had divine appointments where i went to meetings where i met people that were they were for changing the human body they were for this technology and none of them believe in our father creator um, they would say that there is no god but soon there will be one or that they could become gods themselves right this is truly um a battle of, of good and evil. That's how I see that. And I think that people are starting to wake up to this. And I truly come from the belief that if you took one or two shots, that it's not, it's not too late. I've seen people, um, honestly, the power of prayer, the power of repentance is powerful. And seeing a lot of people recover 
We've seen, um, we also know that if we're dealing with, uh, this is more synthetic, this is more computerized in essence. So that's a program. And if we understand that, then in this early stages, we can always wipe a computer, right? So I, I do believe that we have this window of opportunity to stop and even help a lot of people that got these injections. But we have to first admit there's a problem and we have to come together to get these solutions. So I always believe with, with great love, there are great miracles. And I believe that the scriptures are true and that that gives us the truth and that gives us the guidance we need for these times. Roger that, Lowell. We are with you 100% on that point, absolutely. Um, next question I have is about the fruits and vegetables. Can they genetically modify our fruits and vegetables that, you know, I mean, millions of people buy out of the grocery stores every day. Can they modify those fruits and vegetables genetically in a way that they could administer the basic contents of the clot shot through our food? What do you say about that? Yes, they've been manipulating the food uh, for a long time and um, making it more unhealthy and, and, you know, putting genetically modified uh, substances. They claim they can vaccinate us through food. I, I don't believe that. You know, I think a lot of these things are, are put out there to scare us. I think our body, again, remember I told you they could not get that synthetic code inside the body without the body immediately killing it, right? Well, mm-hmm. why did... Why do they say now, if that's true, and that is true, how can we eat something without our body noticing and recognizing it and, and killing that, that synthetic um, code? So I think some of these things they tell us they can do is more to put us in a fear and a panic mode. Um, and I always looked at, you can't, you can't beat life. You know, we have to remember that God is still in control and the world is amazing. Our bodies are amazing. That's what I look at. Our, our bodies are fantastic. We're wonderfully and fearfully made. And it's a choice that we're making. Do you, do you believe in our God-given body, the creation that he made us into? Or do you believe that you need this, this world technology for your body? So it's a choice we make. Which way do you want to go? And that, that consciousness, that, that compliance and that agreement that you make, will show which way that you go. So I think there's nothing impossible with our bodies, with God, and I'm not afraid of the food. And there's a little little science um, research, or not a little, it's really large science research um, projects that have been going on in Russia, which is pretty fascinating. And it shows the power of life. Um, and what they're doing is they actually know that the earth has its own uh, resonance, its own, you know, energy, of course, and we connect with the earth, we, we're energetic beings too. And so they realized that if they made, the Russians made a pyramid um, 73 degree angle with, out of like fiberglass, and they just put it in the middle of crops. They've done this many times. When they do this, it actually, it creates a, uh, this toroidal uh, field around the pyramid that's very harmonious with life. So they see the crops increase by 400%. They see that even ancient or extinct plants come back, that people become healthier around this. But this is the coolest thing, is that when they had uh, seeds and seedlings that were genetically modified, that they put right by the pyramid, that within a very short amount of time, that these seeds or seedlings would go back to their original wild-type genome, meaning how God created them from the beginning. Is that not cool? 
I think that's fascinating to see that, that life has memory, that no matter what technology comes out here, you can't beat life. So I, I And, I and it goes to show that technology is not good or evil. It depends on whose hands it's in. Right, doctor? Sure. A hundred percent. Absolutely. But, you know, what I'm going to talk about, the red pill, is actually a little bit of how did I get to know all this? So I God gave me these appointed times, and he had me go to these meetings that I probably shouldn't have been at, but I was. And I got to be around people that believed in this technology and believed in this way of changing the human body. And so when you're actually in the room with these people, and you're not just reading about it, but you see them and you're around them. It's a totally different feeling. And you and I really understood what was happening many years ago before this, this even came about with the, the pandemic. And I realized that it was a spiritual battle. And, you know, if, if it's a spiritual battle, then we need to know where do we take the battle. It is not really on this earthly plane, is it? It's really that we need, this is a humbling experience. It's knowing that we don't have a human answer for this. We're not going to get the magic person that's elected. We're not going to have a magic invention, magic pill, whatever. But we do have the answer with God. You know, miracles are real. I see them all the time. I'm going to talk about that. Um, the power of the human body through prayer and through the power of your mind, which they call placebo effect. I've seen all kinds of things. Uh, what we call this mysteriously disappear, spontaneous remission, or just a miracle. So we, we have the power, especially with God, to do so many things. And so I, I want to encourage people that this, it's all the lens that you look at this through. You could stay in this world and see everything doom and gloom, or you could see what God has been trying to show us for a long time. That, you know, with him, connected with him, there's nothing that is impossible. But, you know, if we stay in this world and depending on this world, which is very superficial, it, it is depressing. Um, but, yeah, it's, I, I see it in a more positive light than a lot of people do. Well, I love your attitude, Doctor. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to the Red Pill Expo in Salt Lake City where we can come hear you in person. I don't have any additional questions for you this morning, but fascinating discussion of the topic uh doctor i do have a question though what what should we Mm -hmm. be doing i agree that we need to turn to god we need to turn to the the traditional Mm -hmm. god-ordained family we need to realize that we're all male and female that's the way god intended it that's the way science documents it uh, regardless of these buffoons that are out there trying to manipulate this what can we do though maybe i can't solve the problems but what can i do personally what can our listeners do personally well if you realize that we are not supposed to be sick. We're not supposed to have cancer, autism, all these things. They're actually induced upon humanity. So really I found out there's plenty of research to prove that all the vaccines, all of them are unnecessary and they all have dangerous components to them. The more you get, the more sick you'll get. Just don't take any more vaccine. Don't take any more poison. Our water supply is, is contaminated around the entire United States. If you drink in poison water, you're not gonna be sick. I mean, you're not gonna be well. So I help over, you know, over my research and over my experience, I show people the simplest ways. If we don't get so poisoned, our bodies can physically, you know, be healthier. So how to clean your own water, the, some easy ways to detox your body, what makes you sick, some simple things that anyone can follow. And everybody sees improvement when they start implementing these, these things. So when you understand how we get sick, 
then, you know, it, it gives you more empowerment. You're not as in fear because also we can make ourselves sick with our mind as well. Um, but, you know, there, we shouldn't be so fearful when you understand that our bodies were made to be healthy, our bodies were made to be strong and to be able to clear out things on their own. And then you see why has this not been happening? Okay, there are things, now you have power. You actually have uh, more control over what's happening in your life. And it has nothing to do about your cousins or your aunts or uncles, your mom or dad. You yourself, you have control about your body and what happens to it. Ladies and gentlemen, for Lowell Nelson and Sam Bushman, we'd like to thank Dr. Carrie Madey. CarrieMadey.com, her website. She will be speaking at the Red Pill Expo coming up in November in Salt Lake City, Utah. Just search online for the Red Pill Expo and you'll get information. You can get tickets. You can hear her speak. We will be broadcasting live uh, from that event as well. There's so much going on, ladies and gentlemen, and they want you to believe it's so daunting that there's no way out, that it's just like curtains. But, folks, it isn't true. God is in his heavens, and he is aware of us. And if we turn to him and repent, if we trust in him and keep his commandments, he promises us biblically that he will protect us and he will heal our land. Think about that. What does heal our land mean? He can heal our bodies. He can heal our land. He can help us uh, avoid the trap of the evil one backed by these eugenicists that literally are evil and have an, an attempt really to build the Tower of Babel modern day and play God with our bodies. Uh, the war is on. But we trust in our God, and we know we win in the end. Dr. Madej, thank you so much. Thank you. It was my pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for Sam and Lowell, thank you so much for being alongside for the ride. We'll put this in the archives with show notes, a link to her website, and a whole lot more. For Cameron and the rest of the crew, ladies and gentlemen, we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. Please get involved. Make it a great day and choose the right, will you? God save the republic of the United States of America.